0: Hey, welcome to Minor Details. I'm Nick. And I'm James. And this is the Industrial Design Podcast. The. One of them. T-H-E. <laughs> um, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, also, I wanted to shout out... I, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just like blanked. Nick, I, <laughs> you forget yourself. Well, well, I just wanted to shout out again, Kyoshi the Kid, who did our intro. Awesome job, Kyoshi. Yeah. Um, but he also wanted to shout out his Instagram handle, which is at Mikey.Sketches. Um,
1: some slick stuff
0: yeah I was impressed yeah. I, I dig it so go check him out he's he's a good, good for
1: mu- you Mikey you impressed Nick <laughs> Baker you realize how big a deal that is Nick <laughs> Baker thinks you're impressive eh? uh, look at yourself you've come yeah. a long way huh Mikey that's the real Brooklyn
0: accent right there <laughs> um,
1: No, nah, it's a great Instagram and uh,
0: some slick tunes yeah. so
1: also check him out on SoundCloud
0: yeah and uh yeah I Wanted to make also one correction from last week's episode, James. Um, we talked a little bit about AR, VR, MR, and uh, we tried to describe what MR was, which is mixed reality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have augmented reality, you have virtual reality, and then I you know, rambled off something about mixed reality that it sounded yeah. good in my head. But, yeah. Um, the mixed reality, after we looked it up, was actually um, when... You have virtual objects interact with a physical space so say you have say you're in your room right and um there's a projector on the wall and it projects like a hologram of a i don't know computer screen onto your desktop or something like Uh that or maybe it projects a hologram of your friend that's coming to visit but they're just visiting as a hologram um and then mixed reality is kind of this ambiguous phase in between augmented and virtual because there even comes a point when mixed reality is like when you put on a virtual headset, you can still see the objects in your room. So you can still see your desk, but let's say it's not your Ikea desk anymore. It changed to a you know fantasy spaceship desk. Mm-hmm. So that is mixed reality when virtual reality um, mixes with real world objects. Hmm. So so that that makes sense. I kind of it's still I could have sworn, could have
1: sworn that was augmented reality. <laughs> but
0: but see augmented reality doesn't necessarily interact with real world objects. Like when I play Pokemon Go cuz I play that like, you know, 8 hours a day. Uh-huh. Um I you know, Pikachu doesn't sit on my desk. He just right. floats in the air when I point my phone in the air. Yeah. I'm just kidding, I don't play Pokemon Go. I did play Pokemon Go when it came out though. It that was a, that was Nick, two months of my life. You that I lost and everybody's
1: <laughs> aunt and uncle.
0: I mean I lost uh, two months of my life playing the game. There was it was totally worth it though.
1: There was a day in Brooklyn where everybody came out of their apartments and and to Prospect Park, or at least in my neighborhood of Brooklyn, to play Pokemon Go. I mean it was it was like an event.
0: It I remember I was in Texas when it came out. And no one goes outside in Texas. That's crazy. <laughs> Everyone drives everywhere. But you should have seen people. They were walking down the highway. Yeah. Cra- everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I actually do remember playing Pokemon Go and was so addicted. Because you know how in Pokemon Go you have to actually physically walk places? Mm-hmm. I remember waking up early before work. Like I had to go work at my pet mate job. And I had a w- I woke up at like 7 a.m. just to go for a run so I could hatch my eggs. You my Pokemon eggs. <laughs> All I'm right, now sorry, sorry, getting okay. a better understanding of why you left Texas. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah. So you've been good, James. I've been good. I, I don't know if we have too many updates this week. Uh, did you do no, anything? No, oh, I mean we actually met up for lunch today.
1: We did meet up for lunch today. We met uh, Joshua Siebert. Yeah, he's uh he's a rising fourth year at BYU. He's he's mm-hmm. about to be in his fourth year at school and. It was great to meet up with him and chat about, you know, design.
0: Yeah, we we didn't know him, and he just chatted with us on uh, Instagram and sent us an email. It was like, hey, I'm in town. Yeah, you know, he seemed legit. Out. He he actually worked. He interned for Norman Copenhagen, which yeah, I thought was, it was pretty pretty,
1: sweet. pretty dope. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, you know. After the vetting process, going through the Instagram, just making sure, you know, <laughs> you sure never, it's you never know who you're agreeing to. Sometimes, you know, sometimes a couple of years ago, I agreed to meet up with a with a redhead coming all the way from Texas to New York City. I'm
0: pretty sure, Jade. I am pretty sure that. You messaged me about meeting up. I don't think I messaged you about it. I don't know about that. I feel like it doesn't
1: sound like me. Nick. Maybe
0: it was mutual, maybe it was like a mutual thing,
1: uh-huh. you know. I was
0: like, Hey, I'm coming to New
1: York. And you're like, I hey, mean, you said at New the York. time you had less followers than me. I did. Why would that's true? I have reached out to you. It wasn't that many less, it was only like <laughs> a thousand less. No, I'm kidding.
0: Um, <laughs> but,
1: but it's a lot of fun, it's a lot of fun to meet up. My My wife calls it dude dates. Dude, I mean, I have. Dude dates. I mean, they just happen to be.
0: Dudes. A lot of dudes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, um, oh, hey, have you been uh, following the uh, Create a Session pro- uh, Community Project? Yeah. Donut the, thing? The like, donut thing? Hashtag doing donuts with CS?
1: Yeah. I have been following it. I, I And I kind of retrofitted one of my yeah, projects. I thought that was a cop. And out. you called me out. Yeah, you I did. trolled me.
0: I trolled you. Now
1: that you have more followers than I do, you have a responsibility. <laughs> Okay. To be nice. To be nice. Okay.
0: What you can't have like a, the big troll at the top trolling everyone <laughs> below them. No, that's. I
1: mean, I guess I've seen the the movie Troll Hunters and and those Norwegian trolls I have no are cool that huge.
0: Is. I've never I've never. Heard oh of that.
1: well, Nick, you've barely heard of I don't know the Beatles. Do you know Do you know who the Beatles are? No, but
0: I found like this weird rhino beetle in the, my backyard. No. No. Okay. <laughs>
1: Um, um, but uh, but yeah, you posted your bottle opener. Yeah, I posted my looks bottle like open. a donut, but it's it's like a lopsided donut. lopsided donut. But I I really like it. It's it's kind of made me think a lot about form, and it's like could our world? It's it's almost like a Toy Story thing because like you know Toy Story, they're like okay this world, but it's a world of toys and everything's a toy, you know, or like right, right. you know it's it's a, it's like what if everything was a donut, was a donut? and it kind of. I don't know. It kind of works for a lot of objects, especially, I mean, it does feel like a lot of electronic objects. They're sort of arbitrary because there's no good precedent for like a router. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, there's no like
0: historical precedent for it. Right. When you get into electronics, all you're doing is making a plastic housing for yeah. you know, computer chips or whatever. Yeah. I thought it was an interesting project. I did my. I just did my chair sketch to made it a donut. Yeah, I did that a couple weeks ago, um, but yeah, I agree. It's like usually a, a designed a design prompt is all about the problem. Like you're yeah. trying to you know solve whatever it is or create a new you know chair or whatever it is. But this is like flipping it. It's like here's your form. We already gave you the form. Now mm-hmm. find a problem to solve
1: right with the form. Yeah, function follows form.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of uh, uh, how about that? <laughs> um but yeah i I don't know it's interesting i don't know if i'm gonna like do a full project are you gonna do a full project
1: i would like to but i still haven't finished my (laughs) my fan i haven't finished my i I don't don't tell the followers i have big i have big plans well not like big plans but i have plans to finish it i want to make like a functional works like prototype
0: i mean my functional works like prototype it doesn't
1: work nick well, there's no fresh breeze blowing on me at this moment.
0: I had to turn it off because it would mess with the mics. It's,
1: there's nothing here, I'm, ladies and gentlemen. I'm holding up the model as you can see yeah, here. I'm sorry. I was lying. And it's made out of paper. There's so, nothing.
0: It's, there's, there's no. Oh, James, you, you broke You hear it. that? You hear that housing? You're that s-
1: empty housing? You're
0: smashing it.
1: No. Um, but, uh... But yeah, I, I kind of, I don't know. I, I keep thinking back on the idea that I was working on and and falling more and more in love with it. Yeah,
0: the fan project was fun, even though we didn't finish it. Um, <laughs> I No, and, and Creative Session's a great uh, great group of guys. I guess it's just two brothers. Yeah. Um, check them out if you haven't at, oh, yeah. at Creative Session.
1: And they're, they're going to be sort of headlining Advanced Design Sketch.
0: Yes, Square One Conference. Again, yeah. shout that out. If right. You, if you uh, are still thinking about attending, you should. I think um, we might be doing a podcast there, live podcast. That's the rumor. We still have to work out the details, the minor details.
1: <laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh,
0: so I don't know. Ho- hopefully, cross your fingers that'll that all happen. That should be fun. Yeah. Uh, but if not, we'll still be here. We'll right. still be there doing sketches and stuff.
1: Yeah. And we'll be talking with each other there. Right. Just it might not be recorded. Yeah, you can have a
0: little mini minor details. <laughs> you just come up to me and James when we're like having a conversation. Yeah, you know, just you know, kind of cup your ear and kind of listen.
1: We kind of almost did have a little mini minor details with Josh today. Uh, yeah,
0: at lunch, <laughs> everybody gets a treat. Everyone, everyone, just come on, come on to the square <laughs> one conference so we can all uh, we can all have a little mini de- uh mini minor details
1: yeah minor minor details minors doing minor details that's terrible
0: that's terrible no, no. it's a
1: reenactment of all of our episodes done so far by elementary school students what? oh wow we're being we're, we're goofy
0: i think we've gone off the rails we're a little goofy today it's not, we're not even halfway through
1: no um, we did want to. I, I think we should touch on some design news. Okay. Um, from from I guess it was like a week or two ago, but apparently Apple, uh, with some of their new apps, they release an app that measures objects. Talk about mixed reality, augmented
0: reality. I yeah I I that I think that goes to mixed reality, right? Yeah. Because it's a virtual thing interacting with a physical object. I think it's
1: amazing. Is what it is. <laughs> Because there are so many times, like, w- one thing is, like, there's so many times that I'm just, like, pulling out my calipers. Like, I have a personal set of calipers. Actually, they are the Sketch A Day, Spencer Nugent, Kickstarter-funded calipers. What? I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, it was, what do you mean? A, It was only a one-off, like product and that they had, that he did with had decals or something on it what? yeah he i think he designed he designed a case for it i think the calipers were just like sourced with with um you know like branding on oh, them okay but there's it's a nice design case that comes with it and and i love them i, I take them everywhere i almost got them confiscated from me at the airport <laughs> no because they didn't know they didn't know what they were <laughs> right right that's you cool. know, I mean You have to show any, me those. I haven't seen that. Anybody who doesn't know what a set of
0: calipers looks like. It's a measuring device. They
1: look like you, you could be well
0: equipped during the zombie oh, you apocalypse. Could, you could definitely kill someone with it. It's yeah. very pointy. Very yes. pointy. I definitely uh, poked myself. <laughs> I've also like, I would also put my calipers in my pocket just naked sometimes in, in school, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I wasn't naked. Oh. The man. calipers were without a case. <laughs> That's what I meant. Man. And they would put holes in my pocket. I also did that with the x knives. Yeah. I just put a, a naked Xacto knife in my pocket. Jeez, <laughs> until I why until do I got do you keep hold.
1: using the word naked. <laughs> I, I
0: An Xacto knife that's uncovered. That's such a yeah, long shot. Unsheathed.
1: Um but uh, this is such if, a cool app because Can you download it right now? Uh I don't think it's upcoming iOS twelve release. What? It's gonna be in, integrated into iOS? Yeah. Whoa, that's groundbreaking. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's amazing because like this, this is like a designer's
0: dream. Yeah. You, you ever like have to like, when you try to measure something, like you have to get your hand and you don't have a ruler, you get your hands out and you like run, put your hands up to the thing you're measuring, like you're measuring a box. Yes. Like your fingers on either <laughs> side of the box. And you like. And then you try to hold your yeah.
1: arms still.
0: <laughs> this, would, this, is, this fixes that problem.
1: Yeah. I mean, I... Um, I think it would be great if you can also, I, I'm not sure if the article mentions it, I'm, I'm kind of skimming it right now, but if you can also just like document, if you can take a snapshot to, to just have the measurements, because sometimes what I'll do is I will measure something and then take a picture of my calipers oh, measuring something that's interesting. just
0: so i don't have to keep going back to it right or write it down on some post it note that gets lost
1: yeah. or if the thing that you're measuring is in a different location from where you're working there's yeah. there's all sorts of situations and also when you're when you're doing um inspects like back when i was um at the kitchenwares company that i worked at we did a lot of inspects of designs that we were getting back from the factories and right. we would have to go up to them with calipers and take pictures to then document hey you got this measurement wrong right, to the right. factory and that could be a really useful tool for that as well that's cool i think it's i think that's an awesome app it's probably the most exciting thing that apple's done <laughs> in like
0: <laughs> three years all right peace steve
1: oh come on
0: um i i can hear hector screaming right now <laughs> He's
1: shaking his phone <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and it's undoing the last <laughs> text that he sent or something.
0: Hey, I wanted to ask you, do you, so you, where did you find that article? Fastco. Okay. Do you follow any other blogs? Like I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, I um. There's this great one that, uh, here's my shout out. Here's my personal shout okay. out of the week. <laughs> my, uh, my co- cohort, coworker, Mark Cruz uh senior designer at peloton he showed me this this great blog called bento box okay it's a Tumblr, and this guy um oh i have to i have to i had him up i had him up on my computer okay you're gonna show me right now i uh i need to i need to just look up his name Ooh, okay it's beautiful uh it, I'm going to mispronounce his first name, probably. It's B-E-N-G-T Brummer is his last name. Bengt? Bengt Brummer. Yeah, he's a a Swiss designer. He looks like he works at Logitech or he works for a company that... Oh,
0: okay. This guy designed the new Logitech keyboards that came out. You guys know the Logitech keyboard that has like that little triangle at the end that like holds your ipad i don't know if you've seen it or not so nice like it's like logitech's newest line of keyboards i have one of them i have the smaller one that doesn't have the stand yeah oh i love it yeah it's like the best the best uh keyboard i have
1: yeah it's he is it looks like he is a lead designer at logitech and he is he is tearing up the game right now but he has this sort of running mood board i would say Mm. um of these it, color collages. It's
0: looking good. Uh, right now, what it's called Ben BentoBox.tumbler.com. Bento
1: yeah, it out. Ben Bento Box. ben Bento Box .tumblr.com.
0: It's like color coordinated. Ooh, it's yeah. very aesthetic. Like, mm, I feel good looking at it right now. So
1: so every every month or so he posts a new collage, but you can just scroll down and it's just image goodness. It's it's there's a lot of Eye candy. A lot of good imagery here, a lot of good inspiration and and sort of mood inspiration for sure. Um it's really great. I find a lot of inspiration there. Of course I go to, you know, Lemonouche and the
0: usuals. Yeah,
1: but I I don't know, Nick, do are we getting to with Pinterest and Lemonouche? Is it just too much
0: trend? I you know, me personally when i look at blogs i'm a big blog guy i love blogs um i have like a whole list i read almost every day or if i'm if i'm free um i like course 77 that's mm-hmm. like the bible to me and then fast co Designs always fun um they're always a little more like critical cynical yeah. maybe they're always hating on apple which is always funny to me <laughs> you ever realize that
1: they are. They are. There's always layers. an
0: article out that's like, "Oh, Apple did this wrong."
1: Right. They should bring um, us in, or,
0: or at least me. Yeah, at least you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other blogs. Uh, I like Design Boom. I also like DZine. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. DZine's more architecture based. I don't do. I mean, I check Lamanish, which is kind of more of a Pinteresty, you know, color material finish. Yeah. I don't do a lot of the Pinteresty kind of mood boards. I do a lot more news design-oriented blogs. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think whether like interesting ones. I've uh, Moco Loco. Have you heard of them? Yeah,
1: Moco Loco. I used to like it a lot, but I but I stopped following them after they did uh, a facelift they of also, their website. I
0: also don't think they post. They don't. They they don't post very often, which is kind of weird. <laughs> they don't
1: post at all. You keep going back <laughs> yeah, to the same yeah, website. Yeah,
0: I, I go there every day and it's been a year, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> um.
1: yeah, I uh, I also follow Notcot from way back in the day. I don't I mean, know that one. they uh, it's it's a blog. Just an NOT blog. C-O-T? Yeah. Notcot.org. But um, I also I also pull up a lot of music blogs. Because I'm trying to know what those fresh tunes are. You need those tunes. So, yeah, so like Pitchfork and all music. Okay. And uh, also just like Metacritic to see what what movies and TV shows and music mm. is out. Right, to, pop culture. To know what, what's hot. Right, so you can inform me so I yeah. don't
0: look like a weirdo.
1: Well, by the way, on our, on our way to lunch today, I walked by the Supreme store and there Ooh. was a line. There was a line out the door. They yeah. had They had them sectioned off. Did you look in? I looked in, but I couldn't tell what they were. What they had slapped their
0: logo on this time. Oh man, that makes me so hype, right now. <laughs> like just thinking about it. I mean, I'd. I That's never, what they want. <laughs> I would Nick? never wait in line, but I just like get excited when I see the, the line.
1: <laughs> wasn't that long? That it was funny. It was a line that was maybe, you know, a couple side sidewalk blocks long. Yeah. And then there was a separate line around the corner, like it, it, down the street. It was very weird. It was very it was sectioned off oh. by about almost a quarter of a block.
0: Right. So you had separate like lines. the the front of the line. Yeah. Like if you got to there, that's like you're almost in, and then you had the entire masses of people at the like long line in the back. It was very odd. Interesting. Uh, I don't know why they kept them so separate. Uh, I've been to the Supreme store once. Once. Yeah, once. I. Uh, Did you buy anything? No, no. I was in Williamsburg, the one at Williamsburg. Oh. And. I walked by, and there was no line. I'm like, oh, this is my chance. This is my chance. Of course, there's a bouncer, which I don't know why a a clothing store has a bouncer, but you know, whatever. Uh, (laughs) I walk up, and he kind of looks me up and down like, are you really deserving of going in this store? (laughs) And then he's like, okay, you can come in. Right. You know, there was I was just excited to get in. I didn't know what to do when I was in there.
1: I don't know if this is still a thing, but Pharrell Williams had this Billionaires Boys Club- Okay. Was, it, was that another hype that was that was brand. another I, I I believe that this was the brand that if you showed up to the show showed up to the store they would it was known that they would judge your outfit and deem you worthy or unworthy oh, wow. of coming into the store okay I mean that's that's one way to, to
0: you know collect some serious hype we do need to uh, get some some uh, hype knowledge on the pod we have a friend who knows about all the hype stuff. Gotta gotta bring him in. We do. He's Oh, there's a rumour that the king is coming on the pod Yeah, the the, the king. Read read Schlegel. Yes. I received
1: a messenger. Yeah. That uh that on uh, you know, he he started reading from a scroll. Right. It came on a, a owl, the owl brought in. Yeah. It, it in. was uh I think it was it was a, a Canson scroll. Yeah, he he <laughs> toned. Yeah.
0: Tonal scroll. It said hear and, thee, hear thee. Yeah. The king is coming.
1: Yeah hear ye hear the! i don't know
0: hear, hear the hear the
1: you're never gonna get onto any period piece dramas
0: nick oh man there goes my acting career and uh that's it what's the uh, dragon tales no what's the show dragon tales game of thrones yeah that one that one <laughs> Dragon oh. Tales is a show too. It was a show. Definitely different from Game of Thrones. Very <laughs> different. Oh man, okay. We've uh kind of yeah, we've gone off. This on... is this is this is what, great. This is what the people want. I think.
1: I... <laughs> oh, I wanted to I wanted to, to uh ask the listeners though, because we're talking about blogs that we like to go to, send us an email. Tell us like what kind of blogs you go to. That's a good it'd be really I, I, I would like to break out of my usual Me too. I would love that too. Inspiration. I know. I saw James Paulius just started. um, Shout out. (laughs) Second shout out. James Paulius. um, Another designer. Yeah, another designer in New York who we still need to meet up with. He just started an Instagram account that's pure inspiration.
0: Oh, that's kind of cool.
1: Which um, so far has been really cool to see. (laughs) So I would love it if the listeners would send us. Send us some inspiring blogs.
0: What's, what's the inspiration handle? Do you know?
1: Um, I'd have to look it up. But uh, for those of you sending in your blogs, that's minordetailspodcast.com or at, at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, but there's also the dot .com, which you can check out all of the photos and things of uh, this episode and our past episode. So right. James
1: Paulius' new Instagram is Lil Masaki. L I L M A S A K I.
0: Okay, I'll check that out.
1: Yeah. And I I, I think I recognize some of the stuff as Noguchi, but Okay. Um yeah, it's cool.
0: Good inspiration Instagram.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, Nick, we have a topic. What's our topic? We got to talk about something here. Okay. Give it okay. to Here's me. Okay. Here's the big It's I feel like it's a big deal. It's a big question. I'm ready for it. Is it wrong to go with your first idea?
0: Of course. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is it wrong to go with your first idea? Like your first instinct? I, it, that is a good question. I also think it kind of maybe uh, rolls into the idea of what is the best option to go with when you're designing. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: you create you know, hundreds of designs and it's like, this option follows all of the criteria of the design brief. This option follows all the criteria. Both of these, you know, whatever you're designing, maybe it's like blenders. You design blenders, and which one's better? Is it the circular one or the square one? Yeah. You know, like, it's an aesthetic choice, but what? I don't know. I think I think a large part of
1: this is, and I've certainly fallen victim to this, is getting trapped in the sketch zone because i think to evaluate to truly evaluate the idea you have to get out of the sketch zone and i feel like that's where people say like oh i can't i can't do my first idea they sketch it down they okay well i have to do at least 50 other ideas before i get out of the sketch zone right and then you get trapped you just you just keep over analyzing there's sort of a sweet spot of like you have to generate so many ideas before you have to make at least one of them.
0: Right. You know? Yeah, I think... That, yeah, that's an interesting point. I'm trying to think in my... So, I guess, for example, recently, I've kind of taken on this uh, project of creating, like, drinking glasses. Hmm. Um, also, hey, I guess this is kind of, like, weekly update. Right. I've been working on this, like, drinking glass yeah. project. Uh, sponsored by MakerBot. Shout out to MakerBot. Um, they're uh, you know, helping me print and everything and the drinking glasses I just quickly sketched up one idea actually during my late night Nick live stream mm. and then modeled it up and 3D printed it out and tested it out um, kind of completely on the fly like it is one idea is it the best idea is it the idea I should choose mm-hmm. um, I don't know it, it was kind of like my first idea Yeah. Um, is it the right idea should I go with it I think it needs more work, but I think I think there is value kind of like what you're saying, James, is like I sketched up my first idea and I was like, Oh, this is cool, let me do it. And being able to test that idea, I think I can evaluate it better than just sketching up another fifty and saying, like, oh, this idea is my first idea, let me sketch up another fifty. Yeah. I mean there's value to both. It's kind of a tricky, tricky topic. Well,
1: to think. I think that there's also a difference between your first idea and your first
0: form. Mm. Ideas and forms are different. Yeah. Certainly.
1: Yeah. Because I, because I think that you can, you can maybe have this idea. There's like a, there's the kernel, there's nugget. We, you know, we were kind of talking about this with Josh earlier. We were talking about your birdhouse. Mm -hmm. And so there's this, there's this overarching idea that you had of Bringing the birdhouse to the urban environment, right? Bringing nature into the urban environment, right? But then, how that's executed is different. Is different, but I think that sometimes people get discouraged from their big idea because they can't. They they can't figure out the formal nature of how to execute that idea. Mm-hmm. Do you ever find that? Do you ever?
0: yeah i can kind of see that like i think about some of the ideas i've had i mean when you're taking a step back to the actual like reason for the design like i've had this like idea for a grass watch actually i've never talked about it on the podcast i don't think <laughs>
1: i don't think so well it's on your wall it's written on a note on your yeah,
0: wall yeah it says grass wa- on my wall it says grass watch explore connection options finalize cad <laughs> um no, I, I I've had this idea for a grass watch, which, well, uh, let's let's reel it back for a little bit. You know, I have this brand, design brand called Almost Object, where I design products that are pushing the boundaries, are kind of on the edge. Yeah, where's our, that T-shirt at? Our question, James. <laughs> 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 it's coming. It's coming. My suppliers probably listen to this podcast. Mm. She messaged me. She messaged me on Instagram all the time nice from china i think i think instagram's blocked in china i have no clue how she does it yeah um anyways almost object i decided to do a watch and i've had this idea for a long time i was like you know people do people really use watches as functional pieces i mean some people do i think it's a convenient way to tell the time but there's a lot of people that don't have watches that can still tell tell the time how Mm -hmm. do they tell the time james The sun. Yes. Well, that or their phone. But, you know. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, well, these items that we're wearing on our wrist are not really, you know, serving a purpose other than fashion and a bit of convenience, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But what if they could actually serve a bigger function than just, like, a slight convenience to telling the time? What if they could do something else? And it's Mm -hmm. like... What about growing a plant on yeah. your wrist? because I love plants, and so I decided to create this grass watch, which you know I've tested and like created this functional, you know, piece of pottery that you can wear on your arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost a signifying like it's almost like a signifier of time, right? Like grass grows or whatever plant you put grows over time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an abstract thing. It's an almost product, an almost object, mm-hmm. if you will. <laughs> uh, Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, my first idea I had for a watch. Yeah. And I think it's a solid idea. I think maybe we need to differentiate between ideas and forms, though. Right. Because I feel like I did my first form, and it wasn't correct, so I had to like go back and like kind of explore form more. Right. And that's why it says on my wall, explore connection options. Yeah. Which is more form development. Yeah.
1: And I think the other sort of another offshoot of this is the difficulty in settling for something that you consider too simple. I remember, I remember in college, especially feeling like we had this project where we had to redesign a handheld electronic item, you know, whatever. Right. I did one of those handheld cameras, like a, like a flip camera. You remember those? Oh the, yeah, the handheld the HD, cancorder. like can't camcorder.
0: Yeah, when so, people used to have actual video recorders. Yes, like there was an entire electronic market set for recording video.
1: I know, and so quickly <laughs> it got destroyed by <laughs> smartphones. But um, I remember the the prompt for the project. It was it, it was we came back for third year, and it was basically you have to generate a lot of concepts, you know, for this prompt, they said something like 50 sketches, At least 10 models
0: in like two weeks. And and that's how I was in design school too. Yeah. You do like hundreds of sketches, you know, tens of models. Right. And it's like, that's the process. Right.
1: So I did all, I did all of these models and I was, I was so convinced that the, that things that were too simple, were would show laziness or just show that I wasn't thinking deeply enough about about the project Mm -hmm. and I ended up at this forum that was so weird it was I mean maybe now it's it would be interesting I I I need to pull it up because it was the bottom half was organic and the top half was geometric oh boy interesting so it was it was about the bottom half like the thing that's that you're holding, is fitting in your hand, is, is organic. Okay. Yeah, is, is fitting to your hand is, and uh, more ergonomic. And then the top half was strict geometric and, but uh, then I talked to one of my professors about all my models. Right. And he was like, I remember him saying to me, "It's always hard to choose the simple one." but it is, but this is the right one. And he, and, and what, well, he he, told you which one was the right one. He, well, yeah, he kind of, he he was saying, this is probably the one that you should have
0: gone with. Pushed you in the direction. Yeah.
1: And I mean, once I chose, once I chose that, I, this was actually after the project was over, this was the next semester. And I was sort of thinking about this. And, and so I finessed it a little bit more and, there was more to it than what I realized when I decided that this simple thing would be my project, because there's always more to determine. You know, yeah, a like project the, is the not the details. Just, yeah, like, once you, know, you got, like the button
0: details, yeah, all those minor details.
1: So the form that I ended up with was just this. It was uh like. You know, a single planar curved form to, to hug your leg, basically, oh, okay,
0: so you can put it in your pocket yeah
1: and 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 it was just as simple as that, but that was that was the right way to
0: go. It... yeah, it's kind of funny because so I've been reading this book. Um, I don't read a lot of books, but my friend Gabo gave me this book. It's called: Jasper Morin Morrison: a Book of Things. Mm. and it's all of Jasper Morrison's work. Yeah. Uh, from his beginning to like 2015 or something. Right. Uh, Jasper Morrison, I think we talked about him on the last podcast, but he's a uh, well-known designer, a uh, British designer. And, you know, he does a lot of furniture and houseware. And, you know, I read through the whole thing. And what I've realized after reading this book is that, you know, sometimes design is all about practicing restraint. Mm. Like you as a designer – you're you're preemptively trying to give an object a form right and sometimes it doesn't need to be given anything Mm. it's already there and you just need to understand the object and translate that you know like that's that's kind of jasper morrison's thesis was like i just need to take this normal looking you know cutting board and just kind of make it a really amazing cutting board. You know, it's like, I think you had a quote. It's like, don't try to, whatever that quote was, you know, don't try to be a, don't try to add design to a product. Just let it be design or something.
1: No, that was the, uh, that was the Paul, the Paul Rand quote that I misquoted. We should stop putting a quote in this podcast. (laughs) Wine and quoting is not a good idea, especially when the wine is in your hands and you try to make the quotation marks. But, but, um, the the quote the quote was like don't it was something like don't try to be great just yeah. try to be good or I, I,
0: and i've been really like struggling with this right because you know my philosophy is all try, is and i think your philosophy too it's we're trying to add add elements to the design right like yeah you want to add delight into the design mm. i want to add like familiar elements and sometimes it just doesn't work. Like sometimes yeah. you can't. Like sometimes there's not enough room to add something else, and you shouldn't, right? And that's mm-hmm. where you need to practice restraint, right? Um, and that's when, like, maybe the first simple idea is the right one. Yeah, because I I, th-
1: I I also think that we are quick to dismiss things in sketch form because we don't because we when we think it's too simple we disregard how much more
0: complex it will be to take it to the finish line Mm, yes i can see that definitely um i mean i even think about like some of the my client projects like when you show a client you know you're designing let's say a phone or something you show them this box you know in some sort of rough sketch form they just don't understand it's like oh no i want something that's like designed better right they're like hey please design this and you're like No, I I did. It's already sketched out. And that's what Jasper Morrison was talking about in this book. He was like, yeah, I remember coming to one of my clients and showing them, you know, this shelf I designed, and it was simply, like, a box. Yeah. And the clients were like, no, no, we want you to design it, Jasper Morrison. like, we want you to add Jasper Morrison design to it. And he was like, this is done. Like, this is designed. Like, I know you understand. I know that it's a box, but that's the best design. Like, yeah. With his design philosophy, it was at least.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also. I mean, design is so much more than than the form. I mean, I don't know much about the shelf that you're speaking about, but.
0: But. Well, but I mean, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right. Okay, quick. go for it. Okay, so Jasper Morrison, he, you know, I don't know how how when this was, maybe in the '90s or something, he was, um, you know, moved into a new apartment. I think in Paris, i can't remember where and he was unloading you know some furniture and stuff and had a wine crate that he was using to carry stuff in and then was like yeah, i'll just use this as a nightstand like mm. just put it next to my bed just for the time being because he's you know in the middle of moving and uh it kind of just hung around and he yeah. like used it as a nightstand put his lamp on it and you know over time he realized like hey i haven't really bought a new nightstand or like you know changed it out like right he kind of furnished his entire house and kind of moved in and realized like hey i'm still using this like one box right like just like this wooden box that used to hold wine right um as a nightstand he yeah like, this is actually the perfect nightstand yeah and all it was was just a wooden box like it wasn't anything special so yeah. he went to the you know furniture company it was like hey here's my design for this nightstand and you know shelving unit and he kind of made it an entire line um and it's just a box right and the you know of course the furniture company was like oh this is this is crazy like why don't you just design something like we want to design jasper morrison um but i think jasper morrison was actually successful and actually got it made by the furniture company and even even after he got it made and even after it was like shown in a furniture fair people were still criticizing it. Like, this is crazy that Jasper Morrison just designed a box <laughs> and, and, like, this furniture company selling it for, like, hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Which, you know, then Dash Morrison's like, yeah, maybe the furniture company shouldn't, like, price gouge a box. But, right. You know, he goes right. on. But anyways, that was the story. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, I, um... It's... That, that brings up an, another interesting thing, which is... I gained a whole new appreciation for design and subtle design when, um, when furnishing my apartment with my wife, because there's so many things that I admire. There's so many designs that I admire, but I feel like they only fit in, in upscale hot, you know, high end hotels. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm talking specifically about you know, furnishings. Right. Cause there's, sometimes like, you just can't find that simple little thing right that you want to be that simple
0: thing and that was that was jasper's whole thing it Was yeah. like, it's a box i know right. but it's the right it's the right thing right you know i know right. it's simple but it's the right thing yeah i always think you know kind of bring it back to like the practicing restraint thing i always think about this story that i have when you first learn the lathe the wood lathe mm. have i t- I've talked about this yet not yeah, you've not told you, us the tale. the The wood lathe tale. Have you? You took shop class in college or what? Like yeah, which wood, wood I've I've lathed. You've turned wood. Yeah, <laughs> turned t-, t U R N m- T. <laughs> uh, you've turned wood. Um, I have. So, I remember in you know wood shop class in college, you know the professor taught us all how to use the wood lathe. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you first get on the wood lathe, you're like, whoa, this is amazing. I can make all these, like, curves and cuts and, like, grooves and divots. Right. And everyone who gets on the lathe for the very first time does this. And all they'll do is just, like, make a gazillion cuts and make this, you know, cylinder of wood that's, like, super wavy and jagged. Right. And obviously, that's a completely obtrusive, like, I mean... You know, maybe to some people it's a beautiful design. If you're into, like, really complex and, like, n- annoying design. I, I don't know if <laughs> annoying is the word. If you're into annoying stuff. <laughs> the, the visually, like, visually, well, you know, whatever. Um, but it's it's like, you know, you need to understand that, yes, you can make changes to these products. And you can make something that has a lot of elements and details. But your job as a designer isn't to add in elements and details. It's to understand the problem and to find the solution. It's Mm -hmm. to, you know, create this form and practice restraint. Right. Like, just give it enough form to make it work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Enough form to make it work and know what to celebrate about the form. Right. Know what to celebrate about the product. Yeah. Because I think, you know, when you come down to really simple products, there's always one or two things to celebrate and then everything else should just sort of fall in line. Yeah, you should have a hierarchy.
0: You should always have that like one focal. Yeah,
1: but I, you know, this is, it's a really, it's a really interesting topic because I feel like, like I said earlier, I feel like the first idea thing, there's a fear that. You've arrived too early and it's already finished but the but the thing is is that when you've sketched something down it's not finished yeah like the, there's so much more to do right and there's so much yeah there's so much more to figure out that that it's it's kind of it's the the wrong way of thinking about an idea if you think that just because it was sketched quickly and it was sketched first that
0: yeah yeah it's I, easy and it's done I'm on board I think like You know, in conclusion, like, you can sketch an idea, and it can be your first idea, and that's okay. I think maybe, also to add to that, maybe when you sketch your first form, that's when you need to explore more forms. Like, Mm -hmm. going with your first form is maybe not okay, unless you've explored other forms. Mm -hmm. It's okay to go with your first idea. I don't think it's okay to go with your first form, unless you've explored, you know, another few options. Right.
1: I... I no? could I could no? also make an argument against that, but yeah. I won't for okay. the sake of time. Okay. <laughs> but I I I feel like as you get as you get older as a designer, it, depending on the complexity of the thing, you might have you might have enough of a database of form in your head that you can sort of know that a certain mm-hmm. thing will come out a, a certain way. I agree,
0: and I guess that kind of goes back to my birdhouse idea. Where yeah. like I had my for- my idea, and my form kind of preconceptualized, and it was just kind of like my first idea.
1: Yeah, but I I don't think it ever hurts to, to explore a little bit more.
0: Yeah. that's that's a good topic, James. I feel like we could talk about that for another hour. But just like everything else, Nick, <laughs> talking with you. Is... This is why we have a podcast, because <laughs> that means we're we have unlimited episodes. I know. We're just it's just gonna recycle. Oh man, should we get to questions? <laughs> yeah, we should. Um. We had some great questions this week. Thanks for sending it in. If you had any other questions, feel free to send it in to, to minor details podcast at gmail.com. Um, this week we had uh, a question from Max. He said, If you had a choice, would you rather design some unique piece with low production, volume, and a high price, or would you rather do a large scale production at a lower price?
1: I. Here's how I think about this. Okay. I would like to design a large-scale production product as long as I have full control over the outcome. Oh. Because I I've I've had those situations where I've had full control and it's amazing to think about how much reach that item has. Right. Um But if I don't have complete control, but I do have complete control over a unique piece, I would
0: rather do that. I feel like in general, when you do a lower production product, it's usually easier to control Mm -hmm. Um, because you're usually using different manufacturing processes, say like, you know, just fabricating furniture. When you fabricate, you know, wooden chair, usually, you know, you're kind of much more closer with the woodworking as in, you know, you can go and like point out details and things like that yeah um compared to like a factory over in china there's a little bit more of a barrier there that's interesting yeah i I feel like i definitely like the mass scale like making products affordable for people right i feel like that's that's where i'm at like i just want to like be able to make great products that people can afford and that usually means a mass scale i i agree with that i'm trying i'm the problem is the problem is is, you know like elon musk's like thing where he started at a this is actually a business practice did you do you know what this where you start with high-end luxury items and you make a few Mm. and you sell those because those are easier to make because you have to make a few of them right Mm -hmm. you don't have to make a gazillion of them you sell those you make a lot of money from that and then you keep going lower and lower until you reach the bottom level consumer base. Yeah, um, and that's a pretty big, a pretty big thing that Elon Musk did. Um, I tried to go the opposite way.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like there's also there's another method. There's a, there's a there's an alternative to that. What's the method? Pixar, um, which is, and I was explaining this to somebody actually. Some some just like general news. I went to the Belmont races. This weekend, so that was the horse race out on Long Island. Oh, and I saw the Triple Crown winner, yes. Justify. Trip, now a Did Triple win Crown money? winner. I don't know what any I didn't, of these words mean. I didn't mean, put. <laughs> I didn't put any bets on. <laughs> okay, um, but I was explaining that the company Swell, we we kind of all know that company water now. Water bottle. They make yeah. water bottles. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, and if if anybody knows otherwise, let me know. But I'm pretty sure that that bottle was sourced it was a it was already
0: made bottle that they that they branded yes i guess there is that other option of like instead of having to buy or having to design this you know cheap mess product from the ground up you could actually just you know buy a uh, a product that a manufacturer is already making, and right. you just put your logo on it.
1: Yeah, put your logo on it. They've put different skins on right. on their water bottles. I mean, I think that you can eventually do the same thing, where you gain enough capital that you then have the money to invest in a design process, right. a designed item. But for companies just starting out, I mean, I don't, I don't fault people for, you know, they have. They want to start a company and there's already a product that's made and i mean they they kind of brought they kind of reinvigorated the water bottle industry
0: yeah i mean just because the design of the water bottle is sourced from china just because it's already been made like some factories already making it doesn't mean that you can't add design to You know the experience of the product. Like you can't add the packaging. Yeah, the packaging, the way people use it and buy it. Yeah. Um. There's you know entirely different realm of design that people can be interacted with. Right. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good question, Max. Yeah. I mean, I feel like industrial design is kind of, you know, geared toward low cost mass manufacturing. That's kind of the entire industry um but obviously there is that higher end industry of like furniture and things that are yeah. low volume but very high cost
1: but i want to i want to make mass me too. i want to make mass market unique items
0: we are industrial designers at the core <laughs> <laughs> oh so thanks for sending that in max
1: yep thank you
0: um we have another question coming from marvin's and their instagram handle is at underscore m v r n and they say, "Hey, I'm a graphic designer and I've been working my butt off every day, learning and bettering myself. And I've been posting my work online um, and been using appropriate, appropriate hashtags, but not getting anywhere uh, not, getting any, not getting nowhere <laughs> in the sense of, of following. How do you get out there and grow your following? Okay, so essentially, essentially, uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm trying to read like three, three feet away, and I'm already like three you, three glasses of have, wine in.
1: I could have read it for you.
0: Nick. All right, okay. Well, uh, can you rephrase it for me, James?
1: Basically, what this person is asking is, they're they're. I feel like they're relatively new to the Instagram game because okay. I went to their their page, and it didn't seem that old. Okay, um, I could be wrong. I, I'll I'll go back and and uh, you know scope it out right now, but. I, um, so basically what they're saying is they're working their butts off on their Instagram, but they're not getting any followers. They're right. not getting the amount of followers that, that a Nick P. Baker has a <laughs> reach Legal, okay, well King
0: level has. Well, first of all, I, I want to say that followers aren't everything, right? Nope. You need to be doing design because you love design. Um, followers are almost like a side effect of that, right? right? That that's at the core, I feel like that is the focus, right? Now we could dive into some of the uh, details. Yeah. That... Okay. Oh, Nick, oh, yeah. can I all put this yeah. all into perspective? Put it, put it into perspective. This experience. person
1: has only been posting since March
0: fifth. What, like three three months ago? Since three months ago? Four and months they ago?
1: have seven hundred and twenty six followers. Wow. I mean, I feel I feel like that's pretty good. You've yeah, only I, been posting well, for a couple
0: months. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe this person specifically... I, I, I don't know their specific yeah, story. Yeah, well, but, I, but I think I'm it,
1: speaking to them specifically
0: <laughs> because they
1: asked the question, and I'm answering them, James, and I feel like James. this is just a ploy to gotta, get
0: more followers. James, i got to turn that on levels, man. You're peaking. This up. is
1: a ploy to get more followers. <laughs> this is payola, and I haven't gotten paid anything. Um,
0: wow, well, okay. Well, <laughs> well maybe yeah there, there are i feel like there are a few tips that we could you know talk about for instagram like for me personally you know like i said at the core i just love design like i started instagram because i wanted to keep myself motivated to keep improving every day right. and it was a good way to hold myself accountable right um i feel like there are some like details like that i do that maybe I don't know, maybe that are helpful to some people. I always like to put, like for for an example, I always like to post on the hour. Like, mm. like whenever I submit a post, I always try to do it at you know uh, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock on the O'Clocks. Um, just because when you think about it, people are always in transition in that time. Mm-hmm. Or there's a possibility that like, hey, you just finished watching a TV show. Right. If people even watch TV anymore. Um, (laughs) yeah I don't there's no scheduled programming (laughs) it's only Netflix now Um, but you know like people get off work yeah people have you know events and things on O'Clocks so there's always that transition period of like oh I'm I just got out of this meeting right and now I'm checking my phone right
1: yeah one thing that I noticed about this particular person's Instagram was a lot of very finished pieces okay um and and not a lot of behind the scenes and i don't know if this is the same for other design industries but i i'm always interested to see the behind the scenes rather than just the finished final because especially with graphic design i feel like a lot of things can feel like they're almost not created by a human right and um or you know uh, cuz i don't really you know i don't know all the nuances of industrial or of graphic design uh so i feel like maybe there's something
0: to to maybe showing a time lapse of yourself doing your work ooh that would be kind of cool and you like know, a ti- i've i've seen some time lapses of like people doing graphic design in illustrator right and that's always fun i also like another tip that i'm thinking of is like well it's not, not really, really a tip but it's more of like just this idea that going from zero followers to a thousand followers is a lot harder going a lot harder than going from a thousand to two thousand hmm. gaining followers is an exponential thing yeah. right when you go from a thousand or zero to a thousand it might take you three months right and then when you go from a thousand to two thousand it's gonna only take you a month yeah and then so on and so forth where you know you can gain a thousand followers in you know a day right it depends on how you post but
1: yeah, I I was very fortunate when I first started my Instagram. Here's here, I'm going to take you back in time. Take me back, James. Yeah. So, there was a time where I I had another project going on where I was uh, this is a Tumblr project where I was posting a webcomic that I did for a full year. You did a webcomic? I did a webcomic. Okay. It's called Probably Legal. You can check it out. Is
0: it still up? It's
1: probably Yeah, it's still up. But I got I was doing it all in Illustrator and I felt like I needed to do something a bit more loose on the side. And so I started, I draw on receipts as, as kind of a a way to blow off steam.
0: Wow. Interesting.
1: But, um, but when I decided to make that my thing and to start posting industrial design sketches, uh, I don't know if you know, um, the, the handle Sketch Monkey. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Sketch Monkey reposted one of my posts. And I have to thank him because this was I had posted maybe three industrial design sketches. Okay. And he reposted and all of a sudden I got this onslaught of followers. And um, you know, that was awesome. And and I gain I was gaining followers very it it gave me a lot of momentum. Yeah, it
0: gave it gave you that boost of confidence and like um, to keep going.
1: You know, I don't know for 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 this person and for anybody in any other design field. I mean, maybe there are Instagrams that are showcasing work like we have things like oh like week, weekly design weekly challenge. Weekly design challenge. There's also
0: Render Weekly. Yeah. Which so, is a new one.
1: Yeah, I mean, there might be something comparable to that that you can you know, put your stuff put your stuff up for right to get reposted right. and that's that's a great way to to get some attention yeah
0: and i think you know kind of the, another thing that i want to touch on is consistency and um just like actual like being good at right. what you post like you know you can consistently post crap and you're not going to get anywhere like you have to consistently post good work and it'll just be incremental right like there's no magic trick to mm-hmm. gaining a following it's just grinding it day in and day out um and if you're doing it daily like it's just a waiting game right um and then the way I've also set up my Instagram is it's a, like it's me as a designer just posting my process um and experimenting mm-hmm. so I always like to post different things so if you're if you are designing something or if you're posting every day and you realize like oh I'm not really gaining a following or you're kind of, used to be gaining a following and now you're just kind of growing steady, that means you just hit the the amount of people that are interested in that one thing you're posting. Mm-hmm. Like switch it up, post yeah. something else. Like I, yeah. I was like doing a lot of sketchbook sketches and, you know, maybe I wasn't gaining the following that I did initially and then I decided, hey, how about VR? Right. And then VR sketches gave me another boost. Yeah. It's like almost like a stepladder.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and another thing that I've been thinking about, just for my own Instagram, I I follow, um, you know, Aaron Draplin, the graphic designer. Oh yeah, and all of his posts are are in sort of a frame. Oh, does that have, have that have rounded
0: rectangle. Does he still it's, have it's the a rounded... Instagram frame? Because that's yeah. the that was like OG Instagram. Remember when well, like, you could add the frame to, or does he do it? I custom? think he does it himself. Okay, but
1: I think it's a really smart move because sometimes you don't know. If it's a post from this person, as you're scrolling through, it's a good way to be like, oh, it's that person. That's interesting. That's interesting. Because sometimes when... Because I sometimes post things that are out of character, but will people know that it's me? And would people care more if they knew it was me?
0: Yeah. So, you know, almost putting like a watermark yeah. or something like that on it. I don't know if that is a thing that I do specifically. The one rule that I have is I always post square. I still hold true to the original Instagram content. Because, oh. you know, originally Instagram only posted square photos. Right. Now you can post, you know, oblonged or landscape <clears throat> portrait.
1: Yeah, I think I prefer the square. Yeah. Um but that's all interesting and and I think we're going to we're going to have to have an Instagram like a Yeah, a I, full feel like, Instagram yeah episode. I feel like there's
0: way more details that we can talk about on Instagram. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, thanks for sending that in, Marvins. Um and of course, every week we like to give a shout out to one designer that we think is doing cool work. Yeah. Um I think you found this designer, James. Yeah,
1: this this week we wanted to shout out Josh Owen. He is um yeah, he has his own studio, but he's also the head of RIT's industrial
0: design program. And oh wow! Okay, so he's like he's not like art. Well, he might be art. I don't know. Yeah, he he's, he must be uh, maybe more um, veteran designer, right? Yeah. His Instagram handle is at Josh Owen Design. Yeah,
1: he's done some. He's done some work for Kickerland. He's done work for other. He's done. I mean, he's done work for a lot of different clients. Okay,
0: so it is like more houseware kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: and his stuff is just like it's. It is. I would say it's sort of that super normal. That, I, I, it to me, it's that Jasper Morrison, Naoto Fukusawa quality, right, of design. It's the the idea you get it almost immediately, right,
0: and it's just like oh, this is, it's so distilled. Right, like he has, I'm thinking, for example, there's this one product he did where it's this, uh, it's the the volcano shape, I think, either that or a cone, Mm -hmm. and it holds matches in the cone, Yeah, and then the cone actually has ridges, so you can take the match out and strike it on the cone itself. So it's like a match holder, but it also is a striking thing. Right. You have to check it out, we'll post pictures, minordetails.com. Yeah,
1: and it's it's very... Very
0: beautiful. And What's I our URL? I forget.
1: What? What's our URL? Minordetailspodcast.com. Darn. Wait, why didn't we get minordetailspodcast.com? It's okay. Okay, no, It's okay no. I derailed it. Okay. But, um, I, uh, yeah, I just uh, admire a lot of his work and also what he's doing at RIT because uh, hes I believe this is his baby, is this meta project that he does every year with the students, which is getting a corporate sponsor and... They do these projects where they get the kids to do something that you know is at a professional level right, and it's real world. And a lot of times, these designs are picked up by the companies that sponsor the projects, right. um, which I think is an awesome thing as a student to be exposed to the real to that. world. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it seems like you know the RIT students are very aware of. You know, they, they become very aware of the real-world constraints of production. Right. And they sort of celebrate the, the production process. Definitely.
0: Um, which I think is awesome. So Check them out. Check them out. Um, yeah. Good podcast, James. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Uh, and for all those listening, make sure to check out MinorDetailsPodcast.com for all the images and descriptions and things. Yeah. Um, links. And of course, subscribe on iTunes or I guess Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Google Play. Um, give us that five star. write a, write a review. <laughs> write a review that give sound- us that five star. <laughs> Slap your phone. <laughs> write that review that sounds like we didn't ask you to, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, what else do we shout out? Oh, and of course, our, our uh, intro outro music is by Kyoshi the Kid.: Yeah. Um, that's slick, slick music you ready it's, to it's, jam out to it it's nick? good it's good yeah and of course you can check me out at nick p baker
1: yeah and i am at i draw in receipts
0: all right see you guys later later